yes, he may do this, and yes, he may, like, he will make the darkness of the world, he will make the icy colds and the extreme heats and the poles and all of this stuff, and that's needed, but also maybe he won't be a complete asshole. Because we were talking about the, the music of Einor or something like yeah, that? Yeah, that was close. The music of the Einor. The music of the Einor. The Annalindale. I don't know what that is. It's just the elvish way of saying it. Annalindale. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this week. So this week, uh, I'm starting with uh, Annalindale, which is the music of the Einor, which is the beginning of everything. And you have listened to this with me. I have listened to this one with you. Put me to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I think... I think this is part of the problem with people reading it. Is, like, getting right into it. That this first part of the Annalindale is a little slow. If you're not into the idea of, like poetry and stuff. I'm not into the idea of poetry. So it's interesting because at the beginning, like it basically just says like, you know, kind of like the Bible, the, at the beginning there was God type of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, he says there was Eru, E-R-U, E-U-R, doesn't matter. I would say that was Eru. 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 Anyway, that's his, like, name, but the elves call him Ilvatar. Wait, Ilvatar or Ilvatar? Ilvatar. Okay. Yeah. So the elves call him Ilvatar, which is what he's mostly referred to in in Tolkien legendarium. I like that word, by the way. Legendarium. Um, but he comes in, and it's, it's interesting because it's like there's there's it's kind of that idea of like not that he was bored but like it was him and then through his thoughts he created the Ainur so the Ainur are um the Valar and the Maiar so them together are all Ainur okay so basically anything created like from his thought is this Ainor. But he was just alone prior to. Yeah, he was just, I mean, as far as we know, yeah, he was just alone. And so the first thing that he teaches him how to do is sing. And he's just like, yeah, we're gonna sing, guys. And like, yeah, let's sing. But he taught him, like, individually. Like, in the way that it's written, like, it wasn't like, let's sing in a choir. It's like, I'm going to teach you how to sing this way, and I'm going to teach you how to sing this way, and I'm going to... And they all only knew how to sing their very specific ways. So then when they all sang together, they are just like, why are you singing different than me? But I don't know how to sing that. Right. And they didn't know each other's, like, part of the song, right? Mm -hmm. So when they finally came together, and he was like, okay, this is a theme. So he just gives them, like, an idea. So one of the biggest problems when it gets into, or one of the biggest problems that I've seen, where um, people ask questions about, like, the Valar and the Maiar, and, like, well, shouldn't have they have known this since they were there at the singing? Um, like how you were saying about the men and elves, the idea that they woke up and the Valar weren't, like, on that. 
Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like they 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 didn't pay attention to when they were waking up, but that's right. because when they sang everything into existence, they were just given themes. Okay, so this is why that one the lady that made the trees is like I can't remake these. Right. Well, that's actually a little different cuz she actually didn't make those during the singing. She made those once they were down on uh Arda or Earth. So that's just that's just the fact that she had a skill there that she wasn't going to be able to use again. Hmm. Um but like so he gets everybody together. He's like he tells them the theme of like his heart type of thing, right? He's like, okay. this is what we're going to do. And everyone's like, cool, let's all sing together. And when they sang together, like, they were all doing their own part, but it sounded uniform. But then Melkor, that asshole from the very beginning, sure. is like, he was given, uh, what, what it's called, as, like, the most part of the mind of Ilavatar. So he understood more than just one thing. Mm. So most everybody else understood just their part. Okay. And he understood more than just his singular, or more than just one thing more to than sing just about. What he was singing. Yeah. So he was like, I. He was like that one kid in like preschool where everybody's doing like singing correctly and he's over here just singing his own notes as loud as possible that's that's Melkor and what happens there is then you had some that started following his notes because they'd get like confused oh so they'd like all be singing together and then he'd be like alright I'm gonna sing this way now and they're like they would follow and but why, but why, not but why, but how? If they all are singing different things anyways, why choose that guy's? Because his was the only one that wasn't, even though they were all singing different things, it's like an orchestra, right? They're all playing different notes and at different times, but they're unison in that. Whereas he's like dragging it off to a different place. So like me and you are singing a song, and it's a song that we both know really well, and I know the... Harmony? Well, more like you know the harmony, and so instead of singing the song, I end up following your harmony on accident. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's still the same thing, relatively, right? But they get distracted, and they go this way. And some of them just kind of stop singing altogether, because they were like, what's happening? <laughs> okay. Um, and so the... That happens, right? And Ilavatar, like the good preschool teacher that he is with a bunch of youngins, just stands up and smiles and raises his hand. Like to say stop? Yeah, or just like, like a... Bye? No, just like a, like, all right, guys. Like, you know, and so they start singing the second theme, a different song. Okay. And... And on the second day. Yeah. And so they start singing the second theme, right? And they're going into it. And again, like right away, Melkor is like, yeah, I'm going to do this again. And he pulls people away and he starts singing a different Why song. Why doesn't Ilavatar after the second time be like, okay, you're no longer in the choir. Because he's a good preschool teacher. Well, there's like being a good preschool teacher and then there's like knowing what somebody's doing when they're beating somebody up in front ah, of you. Ah, so that's the thing though. 
Ah, what's the ah, thing? Ah. So, that happens, right? And this time, Ilvatar, he raises his hand again after, um, like, cords have been taken the other way. Sure. And he seems more, like, sad, like, melancholy. He's not smiling this time, right? So he raises his hand. And then the last one, it gets, like, super tumultuous, right? There's, like, like you've got high or like the like the melody here but then you've got like super high and super low notes that are just wreaking havoc on the rest from Melkor and from the people that have continued to follow his song um and at the end of that that's when Ilvatar gets up and he like angrily like basically just silences it all he puts both of his hands up in the air and everything goes dead silent and he's mad at the time um or at least it looks like he's mad. I'm gonna go ahead and say that was his fault. Right, but so this is again, this is this is something that both Tolkien and C.S. Lewis um, kind of harp on a lot. So um, what happens is, is afterward, he's uh, Ilavatar basically is like, "Hey, nice job, guys. This was great." Like, you guys did well. I'm mad, but you guys did great. I like the way the song went. We're good. And he's like, I want to show you something. So they walk over to the void, or they're in, the, they're in like a place, and then the void is basically just like empty space. So they walk through the void, and they get to a vision of the Earth. So it's not the actual Earth yet. It's just a vision of what they have sung into being, right? And he goes, and he's like, this is what you guys did. This is what you sang into being without even really knowing what you were doing. This is what you all did. Um, and then he said, even you, Melkor, you did only the things that I desired. So even though you thought you followed your own path, it was still by my power and in my name that you did it, which means it was by my will. So that's something that Tolkien and, and C.S. Lewis harp on a lot. Like in the <clears throat> in the last battle of the Chronicles of Narnia. What are they harping on? Specifically? I'm I'm gonna say, um, in the last battle in the Chronicles of Narnia, there's they meet a, a guy who was a part of the other army, um, and he believed in another god, but he didn't worship him like the other people did. So he didn't give like blood sacrifices and stuff. He worshiped him like he would Aslan. And so Aslan basically says, it doesn't matter what name you give it, if you do it in my name, or if you do it, if you do good, you're doing it in my name. So you could say that you're doing, like if we talk about our Christian world, right? You could say that you are doing something in the name of Satan, but it's like good and for the betterment of mankind. And Jesus is still like, nah, you did it for me. Because no good can be done in the name of evil and no evil can be done in the name of good, basically, is kind of what they're saying. But with this, Ilavatar is essentially just like, everything that you did because it was by me, you were supposed to do anyway. So you thought you were being like a rebel you thought you were trying to find like find your own power and stuff like that, but um, and these are the things that like Melkor brought into being, like the icy colds and the heats and lava and stuff like that. 
those are all things that earth needs mm -hmm. so even though you thought you were bringing these like you know dark and evil things into it it's what it needed anyway so he did it on purpose like he did he gave Melkor more yeah of him, his mind or whatever so that he would think that he was doing his own thing right but it's also in the in it's in that idea like of there's also hope in Ilavatar that yes he may do this and yes he may like he will make the darkness of the world he will make the icy colds and the extreme heats and the poles and all of this stuff and that's needed but also maybe he won't be a complete asshole you know maybe me giving him more information maybe he won't be a giant dick but that never happens in the story. I feel like he showed his character very quickly. Right, but then he fell bad. So as soon as um, Ilavatar shows him this, right, he's like, this is the world that you guys created. Mm -hmm. Like, check it out. Um, and he's like, Melkor, everything you did, I designed for you to do anyway. Okay. And Melkor was like, you know, it was like a little kid. He's bummed out. Yeah, he felt bad about it. I don't think he, well, I he, mean, my so, instinction would not be that he felt bad. It would be that he's bummed out that he was wrong. So he felt bad about it, and he was also like, this son of a bitch. Like, in the book, it basically says both of those, right? He was like, well, not felt bad. He was ashamed. Well, yeah, he got caught. Yeah, he was ashamed, and then also, like, in the back of his mind, he's like, this son of a bitch. He played me. <laughs> if you are Ilavatar and you made him and he was like ashamed but only because he got caught I'd be like this bitch is never gonna do anything good right but even with that like you have to understand it's it's the whole idea of like evil has to exist for good to exist right yeah, so I guess so so, one thing that's important, and it was something that I, I talked to you about last time, is um, Manwe never strayed into what Melkor was singing. Mm -hmm. So, like, some of the other ones did. Like, the Ma there are some Maya who did, even some Valar who did. So, like, we, we, can, we can assume that, like, Aule did, um, just because they were so close in thought and ideas. Um, he probably strayed a little bit. Uh, even Ulmung probably strayed a little bit into the songs that Melkor was singing. But Manwe never did. Mm -hmm. Mandos definitely did, because Mandos is just a melancholy little bitch. Um, I don't remember who Mandos is. He's the, he's the one that I said is like, he's like Hades. He's the god of the underworld. Oh, okay. Um, he's the one that said, not the first. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Like, those people, we can assume, kind of followed along with that song, at least for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But Manwe never did. And that becomes a problem. Like, it almost would have been better had he done that. Why? Why is it because that's why he's so naive and stupid? Yeah. Because he has no concept at all of evil. None. And so he simply assumes the best in everyone and everything. idiot so when melkor says <laughs> when melkor says i'm sorry he's like yeah you are <laughs> come here buddy bring it in
And he has with like those sparkling eyes. Yeah. Like it's not it's just not an issue because he doesn't understand that somebody could be lying to him. Okay, but then at the same time I call idiocy on all the other Valar. Because if you were there at the beginning and you're like, hold up, he didn't sing with Melkor. He's an he's like a raving naive idiot. He doesn't understand good from evil. Sorry, we're gonna take over right now. You don't get you authority. You can't just take his place. I'm not taking his place. I'm saying we as a collective decide that Melkor is not going to change. You're overruled by Ilavatar. Ilavatar isn't there anymore. It's just the Valar. No, but he was the one that gave them dominion over what they're dominion over, and he is the king of Arda. Why can't you overthrow the king of Arda? Because then you are not what you were when you were sent there. But I think that's some bullshit. No. But he did... Okay, well, then I would just be mad at Ilavatar, and I'd go up there and be like, this is stupid, you did this on purpose. Well, see, they had a little... They they, they had balancing, though. Like, there there was, like, councils taken and stuff. You had people like Mandos being like, hey, this is a bad idea. Like, I understand a little bit more about him than you do. And you had, like, Tolkas, who came down again. But if he doesn't understand, then it's stupid. It's like talking to a wall. Yes and no, like, he would still take counsel. So, like, he took counsel in saying that they were going to imprison him for three ages. Like, they went, they got Melkor, and they imprisoned him for three ages. That didn't necessarily help anything, since they're eternal and all that, but, you know, three ages only means so much when you can't die. But it's something. Like, he takes counsel, he just doesn't understand it himself. I would just be utterly irritated. So, like he still has to play a part. Even if Ilavatar knows that he's just gonna go down and wreak havoc and be a massive dick and do horrible things, like, evil has to exist for good to exist. Okay. And especially for, like, his second children, which is, the, which is men, right? Because the children of Ilavatar are elves and men. And elves, because of the way that they are and they don't actually die, good and evil isn't as big of a thing for them. Right. But for men, it is. Like, men have to have that because their life is so short and they have to, like, prove themselves, essentially. Why? Does he ever explain why he made men live such short lives? Because their gift is to die. That is their gift. Mm-hmm to die so that they know the gift of life? Yeah, know. basically. They understand life. Their gift is to die so that they understand life and what life is and what it means. Whereas the elves live for 6,000 years and they're like some of them can still either be doing the exact same thing they were doing at the beginning like cure down the shipwright who is awesome but still like dude You've, you've been like he didn't know there were things to live for besides sailing a ship right and staying in one spot and just going back and forth so what do you call the sail like the fishermen now that they do one thing their whole life and they're happy and content and that's all that's great like at least they found something right but it's not six thousand years of it like you would think in that time you'd like i don't know what's east of here <laughs> eh, i see it both ways okay continue uh, you were talking about... Oh, so they, they go to the vision. And he's like, check it out, guys. 
is what you did. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, this is cool. And they're looking at it, and they're they're like in it, right? So you know, I don't know. It's hard to imagine everything, but like they they're looking at this vision, this globe that's in the uh, in the void, and then they're like in it, and they see glimpse of things. So they see the children of Ilavatar. So they see the elves at first, and they that's what makes it so that wait. The, so they did make the elves and the humans to start. This is all just a vision. Oh, okay. So, that's, like, that's the other thing. People, there was a comment the other day on some Reddit thing that was basically... You want Reddit now? No, I did, Carlos sends me, like... Oh, Carlos is, like, your Reddit man now? Yeah, he sends me things. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I'm like, are you on Reddit? <laughs> um, there was this thing that was, like, like... It was like, if Sauron was there at the singing, because he would have been, because he's a Maya. So, if Sauron was there at the singing, why Wait, did... isn't Sauron... The One Ring. Right, I thought that... Um, no, okay. Melkor was the one that made Sauron go bad. Right. Okay. So... They're different. Got it. If Sauron was there at the beginning, and he saw everything, why would he try to get the ring if he knew that he was going to fall? And the answer there is, he didn't know. This was all just a vision, and it was all, like, from what I could tell in the writing, it was all out of time. Like, it wasn't like, you're gonna watch the timeline of the beginning of the Earth until the end, and then I'm gonna make the Earth. This was all just out of time. They just saw what they made. So they are not actually just seeing the Earth as it is right at the beginning. They're showing, he's showing them all that it is and will be in a matter of moments and it's not necessarily chronological it's just showing what it exactly. can be yeah okay and it's showing like there will be elves and there will be men mm-hmm. and this is a thing and look at how beautiful it is and look at the waters and all of this stuff right mm-hmm. but yeah it's not this chronological like we're gonna watch this play through because then what's the point mm-hmm. but when they see the elves that's what made them be like i want to go down there why because they saw in the elves um Ilavatar, basically. More than they saw in themselves. Because for themselves, they were built off of the thought of Ilavatar, whereas these were his like children. Like he made them to look a very specific way, look like us. And they thought that that was beautiful. So they wanted to go down and they wanted to prepare the world for the children of Ilavatar. And not all of them went down. There was a ton that stayed up and they were like, eh, we're good up here. We sang it into existence, we're fine. We did our part. Um, but they were super bummed because they're watching this whole thing. He's like, look at this, look at how beautiful, look at the people, it's great, poof. And he makes it disappear. And they were like, wait, 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 I wanna watch more. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you can't watch more because I'm about to do this. And he goes, are to be born, basically. And there's the earth. That's one thing that I still have a hard time. Names. Names in in the Silmarillion has been my biggest downfall. I think you should just pretend like you're an elf and just say it. Just say it? Like, everybody on on watching is like, he's saying that wrong. It's like, yeah, but I say it like an elf, so it's right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna go with yes. 
Um, anyway, so he makes it. Boom, the world, right? And you've got all of these, you've got Valar and Maya, so all of the, um, Ainur, God, couldn't remember the name for like all of them together. All of the Ainur that decide to go down. Now, Melkor's the first. Melkor's the very first to go down because he's like, I'm gonna go down and start fucking shit up immediately. <laughs> so he goes down and, um, you know, starts doing his thing. And the rest come down and they're, so like how you were saying, they were just shown snippets. Right? So they come down to the earth and they're like, uh, what's this? Because it's very, like, primeval still. It's basically just rock and water. Primeval? Yeah. That's a weird word. I don't think that's a real world. It a is. real world? A real world? It is primeval. I think you mean primitive. No, primeval. I don't think I've ever heard this word. Yeah, it's a word. Primordial. Same things. But primeval? Mm-hmm. It's a word. Look Hold it up. On. I gotta... Hey, Siri. Define the word primeval. Primeval means... Of or resembling the earliest stages in the history of the world. Boom. Okay, but you're pronouncing it wrong. No, he pronounced it wrong. It has an A at the end. It's primeval. E-V-I-L is evil. E-V-A-L. Primeval. It's primeval. He's British and he's saying it wrong. I would go get my American Siri, but I don't care to prove you wrong that much. Continue. Um, Primordial is another good one. Okay. But either way, they get down there and it's basically just stone and water. And that's it. It's real ugly. Yeah, like you know, it's a baby in its infancy right after it comes out. Yeah, just gooey. <laughs> so it's just stone and water. They get there and they're like, um, where where are the elves at and the, the trees? There were trees. Why aren't the trees here? Mm -hmm. And they realize that like that is at that point what they have to do. And Ilavatar tells them that. He's like, You guys are now here. All of those things that you sang, that is now your, like, your, in your care. So, like, if... Well, that seems shitty. If you sing into the idea of, um, like, stonework and building things and iron and all of that, then you are Aule and you will be the smith, right? And if you sung into works the trees and the green and the growing things, then you are Yavanna. And like Manwe sang into being the the skies and the the wind and the air. Um, and Ulmo was of the water. And that's why it's actually really cool. It kind of goes into like why like people are best friends. Like Ulmo and Manwe are best friends. And the reason why is because they're air and water. And they're talking about how nothing is so mingled as air and water is, because even though you've got a separation, um, evaporation happens, and you've got water in the sky being blown around by the air with clouds and mist and rain and all of this stuff. Also waves. Also waves. 
Um, what about the moon? Oh, no, that's going to be a character profile that we're going to go into. Okay. Because I actually really love that story. I've told you a little bit about the story of the moon and the sun. But I, I really love that story. I think it's really cool. Um, I think the moon... They're, they're Maya. So the sun and the moon are both Maya. You gonna start it right now? No. <laughs> I could. I could just cut and then... Are you done with your story of creation? One. No, so... Um, they're down there, right? And they start... They, so that was the one thing is Ilavatar tells them when they get down there like by the way this is where your power lies now your power lies with Arda so it's not like you can't come back into space you keep on saying a word is it earth Arda yeah, yeah. so he's like it's not that you can't come back into like space but until the end of Arda this is where your power lies. This is where you have dominion over to all of these people, mm -hmm. right? So they are the gods of the world. Um, and the only one that has not continued to be that way is Melkor because he ends up getting banished into the void. Mm -hmm. um, but all of the others are still here on this earth doing their thing and they can like the whole point of them being here is that they can actually dress themselves to look like elves and men or they can come and be you know just the wind or just the sea or a tree or whatever they can move however they want to move around the world i would feel so gypped if I found out that I was a tree and my brother was the sky. Like, you mean fucking tree? Yvonne's down with what she can do. I know, she's fine. She's cool with it. I just wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. What was, what was Melkor supposed to be? So Melkor and, and Manwe are closest in, like, in power. Right. But Melkor and Aule are closest in ability. So Melkor is a lot like Aule where he does a lot of building. He's a smith. Um, but what is he a smith of? What is his job? What is he? Fire and ice. He gets both? Yeah. I mean, he, like, that's the thing. Like, that's what he brought into existence. That's what he brought into the world was extreme heat and extreme cold. He is the King of Thrones. He was just trying to fuck shit up. And he was like, well, the coldest cold and the hottest hot is going to fuck shit up. Okay. But in reality, it's what the world needs. Right. Okay. Um... Yeah, I mean, and there there were points where Melkor has even, like, he helped, um, when the, when the Ainur first got down, there were points of time where he helped them, um, in Book of Lost Tales, not the Silmarillion, but Book of Lost Tales, um, which is a precursor to the Silmarillion, um, 
it talks about how he and Aule both built the first lights. So before there were the trees, mm -hmm. there were two towers. And the towers each had a light in them. And he helped build the lights with Aule, and then he destroyed them. Because oh. no, he got selfish. Right. What? I was going to say, was that one? is that one of the eyes? No. And, but then you said he destroyed them, so that... Yeah, he got all selfish and grumpy. He actually made them out of ice. And, like, so they melted with the light, and he did it just to, like... He basically did it just to fuck with them. That would be kind of a hilarious joke, though. Can yeah. you imagine, like, building this thing, and then, like, as it, like, cools down, you know it's gonna melt, but they don't. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just laughing. And, and, like, that was part of, like, what, um, like, it swallowed up some of the land. Because the ice was so much, because the towers were so big, that when it melted, it, like, made the seas rise and everything. And then Olmo was pissed, because he was like, what the fuck just happened to my seas? Everybody was upset about it. But that's confusing. What? Right? Hmm. Ice is water. Right. How is that not confusing? Eh. He doesn't control water, he just controls the freezing of water? Yeah, kinda. Oh, that would be And it's not necessarily that he controls it, it's that he is in mastery of it. I mean, the same way that a smith doesn't control iron when they build a sword, they're just in mastery of it. They can manipulate it really well because they know what they're doing, but they don't control it. Okay. We can't equate that to the last avatar, so... No. <laughs> okay, I have to ask because it's been killing me and I've been trying to listen to it. I made myself a little roadmap. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's the other one? The Maya? Maya and... and uh, Valar. Valar. I'm spelling these wrong, but you can show it to all the kids at home that are confused. It's my roadmap. Ariel made a roadmap. You've got Ilavatar. The Ainur that she spelled with an I, not an A. Never. The Maya and the Valar. And then Arda, Earth. I think everybody can see that. Anyway. If not, I can just like pop it into a graphic at the bottom. <laughs> it's my roadmap. I like it. Um, I was going to say more though. I was trying to understand what mastery of something means when in the context of... I still don't understand it, but I suppose I just have to get past it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So... I just would be mad if I was water and... Whatever. I'm okay. and, and, he, and he's able to manipulate frozen water? Well, I just... I don't... I mean, like, I guess I don't control water, but, like, I can freeze it. Right. But, like, why can't the water god, whose name escapes me... Ulma. Ulma. Ulmo. Whatever. Why can't he? She? Whatever. He. They <laughs> turn it into their own frozen tower. Um, because it's not the same. It's okay, not well, like are they? it's not like living water. I don't know what that means. So like, think of like rivers and streams and oceans versus a glacier. I know glaciers move and all of that stuff, but like, it's it's different. Especially when you are, again, in a primordial sense, 
and people like this is early people they look at ice differently than they look at like living water like the ocean okay so i guess he just didn't he left that part out sure you live on target yeah um but Ulmo, the cool thing about Ulmo is it's always said that he knows the most about what's happening on Middle Earth. And the reason is, is because he basically gets news from everywhere because all rivers flow to him. That's cool. So he kind of understands. And he's the only, he's the only one of the Valar that have like continuing communication with elves and men. Like, okay, so I could think of it more like dream. Yeah. So he's lord of something, but he doesn't necessarily control everything that happens there. Things occur right. of their own volition, and he can like learn and go through them and also master them. Yeah, because there's even like Osa, Ose, Osa. I think it's Os. O S S E is a Maya. Um that is also a water maya that lives um with olmo and there are things so are the are the hold on valar yeah the valar are like the masters of it and then you have maya that also have like dominion over dominion, it dominion okay yeah so like um oh so that's what i was gonna get into and i won't go over all of them and i'll go over all of them real quick <laughs> Um, just to like put it out there, um, but like we'll, we'll I'll have a character profile on all of them um, at some point. But just um, let's see. I am not like um, Stephen Colbert, and I do not have all of them memorized yet. Ooh. So the Valar are. Manwe, Ulmo, Aule, Orome, Mandos, Lorien, Pulkas, Varda, Niena, Este, Vaire, Yavana, Vana, and Nessa. So, Melkor is no longer counted as a Valar. Okay. Because he fell. Because he went away from what he should have been doing. But he was in the beginning. But he was in the beginning, when okay. he first came down. Um, some of them took on the appearance of men and some of them took on the appearance of women and basically the way that Tolkien like says this is beforehand like before they came down they had already the attributes of one or the other mm -hmm. and so when they came down they just took that raiment essentially okay um and because of that, a lot of them ended up, I mean, in a union with each other, marrying each other. Okay. So in the, um, 
in the book of the lost tales when they very first when he very first was writing about like the backstory of all of this he initially made it so that they had children and that those children were the maya um he changed that though so none of the valar actually have children they are partners and they like they're married essentially but they don't have children Okay, wait, so the Maya and the Valar were both created in the beginning and they all helped sing, or just the Valar? According to the Silmarillion, they all did. Because it's just called the Song of the Ainur. Why make... But the, the Maya are less. They're lesser. So, did Ilvatar kind of make the Maya as, like, the Valar's helpers? Basically, yeah. Yeah, they have a lesser understanding of the mind of Ilavatar, essentially. Um, okay. More suited for the task at hand. Yeah, but in this beginning part, there's a lot of like character that I want to go into, like with character profiles, because you've got a lot of the Maya, which are like the sun and the moon, right? And then you've got the Starry, the wizards, who are all Maya. You've got people like Sauron and Belrogs and all of those things. All of those are Maya. Um, but then you also have the Valar, and you've got 13? Don't know there. 12. Don't let the... Don't... Why wouldn't you as... This is a little bit off topic. If you are a Valar, mm -hmm. and you have a Maya, mm -hmm. or Mayas, mm -hmm. take your pick, and Melkor goes and takes your Maya... And turns them into Belrog or whatever other things that you have. Wouldn't you be pissed? Yeah, but they're not all like not all Mayas are subservient to to Valar. I mean, it doesn't seem like they're necessarily subservient anyways. But if there's a god of water and you're a Maya of water, you'd be like, I'm gonna go hang out with the god of water. It seems like that's where I'm most applicable. Yeah. Now, the, so that's actually part of it, and that's why I kind of I love the story of the sun and the moon, is because. Most of the Belrogs are, like, fire Maya, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but... So they were kind of already under Valar's domain, yeah, anyways. Yeah, but the sun, she is, as it's... As I'm pretty sure I understand it, she is the only fire Maya that did not follow Melkor. Mm-hmm. And... Melkor was scared of her, like full on afraid, because she burned so bright. And like, Melkor as a Valar couldn't look it, look her in the eyes. Like there were people, like there were Valar who could not look her in the eyes. She's my favorite. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. Um, and um, the the Maya who. What are you gonna get into it now? I'm just gonna tease her. I'm just gonna tease her. The va the Maya who decided to be the moon did it because he was in love with her, mm -hmm. but he can't touch her mm -hmm. because she burns so brightly. Mm -hmm. So he just follows her. It's so great. Oh, it's such a good story. <laughs> such a good story. I love the sun and the moon. Um, but anyway. So, like, there were ones that, like, that's where I was going with it. But then there are also a lot of other characters that we just don't know. And Tolkien has said that he did this on purpose. Like, there are parts of mythology 
that don't have an explanation. Um, but is he like all great mythologies in that you can create your own story? Yeah, like he's he's essentially saying like you can't be spoon fed everything. There are things in mythology that will not be explained. So some of those things are, um, and it talks more about it in the Book of Lost Tales than it does in the Silmarillion. The Silmarillion, there's a very small line in it. In the Book of Lost Tales, it's a little bit bigger, but essentially saying that other beings came down at the same time, beings that were simply in the void. So some people think that Ungoliant is one of those, the giant spider. Okay. But other people think that she was a Maya that was turned by Melkor. Um, this is where I personally think Tom Bombadil comes in. Because the way that it describes a lot of these beings that came down out of the void, mm -hmm. it describes them as, like, these jolly, like, the earth doesn't actually mean anything to them because they're not really a part of the earth. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's exactly what Tom Bombadil is. Like, they give him the ring, he puts his, the ring on his finger, he's like, cool. And, like, flips it up in the air, makes it disappear. Like, he has no cares to, like, the matters of the world. And, like, they're... Why come down? Why come down? Because your options are the void or this planet. Okay. Um, well, that's not true. Because a lot of the Ainur stayed in, like, this little palace area that Ilavatar had for him. But it's just, I mean, I guess if, like, your options are staying in a palace or, like, traveling Earth where you have zero concern, you right. still choose that. Well, and it's the same as, like, Galadriel, right? Like, she could have stayed in a perfect society um, in Valinor, but instead... Right, but she wanted to have domain. Right, she wanted to risk it and go down and be, like, see what it was all about. She wanted to be a part of this different place that is wild and could be scary and could kill her. But I don't think that's the same thing as Tom Bombadil in this instance. Maybe not. But he ends up kind of having, not dominion, but because he is from outside of the world, he has power over the things here. Okay. Because he has an understanding of it, right? He never lost that understanding. Mm -hmm. um, and so he's still able to, like, you know, he saves them from being eaten up by Old Man Willow. And um, that whole part is not in the movie, by the oh, way. Oh, no, you told me this. Yeah. Um, but then we already decided why Tom Bombadil is not in the movie. Yeah. But, like I said, I see him as that. Like, a lot of people have this big, like, where did he come from? What is he? Why does he exist? Honestly, I just think that he's somebody that came down when everybody else did and he just has no cares about the world it's not like he's super duper powerful it's just the fact that things don't matter to him mm -hmm. but how does this tie into the creation it doesn't i was talking about all of the different characters so it does in the fact that he is one or at least i believe that he is one of the beings that came down when the einor came down Okay. So at that same time, you had a ton of different creatures outside of the void because they were like, hey, look, this thing. And they all went down and to be like a part of it, basically. So you're at this point where the Ainur are down, right? So you're talking Valar and Maiar and yep. Melkor. Yep. Everybody's down on Earth. Melkor rushed down 
to start fucking shit up immediately. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the Valar are basically like, okay, let's start building things. And so they're starting to create this world. Mm-hmm. They're starting to create Middle Earth and Valinor and the differences between and all of that stuff. Do the Maya help build it? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Most of the time through all of this, they're they're <clears throat> unless they're talked about specifically as the Valar, they're spoken as the Ainur. And that just means all of them. Right. Did you just say Ainur? I thought you said Valar. Uh I don't know. My coffee got cold quickly today. <clears throat> Mine didn't, but I am almost done. Um and so, yeah, that's where we're at. Is there now on the physical plane, there are Ainur, there are other creatures that have come down, and they're creating a world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's as far as I'm going to go today. And see. It wasn't as much, I feel like it wasn't as much fun this time around. It was more of just a summary, which I think is fine. But there's not as much of elves behaving badly yet. <laughs> It's not sexy yet. It's not sexy yet. And I think that's why a lot of people have a hard time getting through the first part of the film. Especially not sexy when you compare Elevatar to a preschool teacher. But he kind of is. I mean, you've got these little rugrats that are doing their own thing, and Melkor's being an asshole, (laughs) singing his own little song over here, and some of the other ones are like, oh, sing with him. So anyway, that that is the music of the Ainur. I think I actually went a little farther than just the music of the Ainur, but... Well, they got to Earth, so... They got to Earth. So next will be the fun little buildings of Earth that they do. Buildings of Earth? Like building Earth. Building it up. Turning it into what it is that we know now. Got it. 